1: Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. and when you do, your whole body's covered. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: said i'm sitting in the studio with my two friends we in the friend zone not no tens wish we had the top down when well, i gotta wear my crown oh i just stopped because i'm feeling down dustin ross where you at i see you over there and friend you ain't gotta stare yeah you're laughing he he he, he-
1: how he-, 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 he how yeah
0: friend zone now
3: what up
1: that was like a mellow vibe today it Y'all was. are in chill mode I
3: sampled a little Anita Baker this week You know That was, that was a little Angel by Anita Baker Reworked I appreciate
0: your improv Yeah thank he, you he so much He started something And I was like Let me switch this little Musical know, genius over here You
1: know I was listening here. To an interview With Hot 97 mm-hmm. And they were interviewing Dej Loaf mm-hmm. and, she, and they asked her Who would be Your ideal collaboration she said Anita Baker Can you imagine Dej <laughs> Loaf and Anita Baker <laughs> yeah, No oh, but why? Why, why, why would? why would was,
3: it be The jam though But I thought
1: That Hopefully. was so Oh, so interesting! Look, of love, in the she world. does
0: so much weird shit that I just hope that they would like find a way to make this is actually tasteful Can't <laughs> you like, hear Anita Baker? Try
1: me, no. Try me. <laughs> try me. Try <laughs> me. Try me. is an old soul. Deja's
3: love, baby. Welcome it. to the friend zone. <laughs> Another episode of The Friend Zone, which is the podcast that we bring to you each and every Wednesday that focuses on mental health and mental wellness and mental hygiene, because who in the hell hell wants a musty brain?
1: brain. Okay, Asante with the ad-libs.
3: That's right. Soul. Giving
0: it soul. Maybe I should just ad-lib the entire episode. (laughs) This would be the Amigos episode. You got it. The
1: episode.
3: Yes. So so here we are again. Another Friends. week. Yes. What
1: Another are, week. <laughs> what are we talking about today, guys? Question. What? <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: now that now that no that was funny thanks (laughs) you're so
0: you're you're like the little sibling I've never (laughs) wanted (laughs) no maybe
1: no
3: oh my god oh Riley Curry ass nigga
0: (laughs) 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 okay I was hoping North but I guess I'll settle for
2: that Riley Curry is the goat oh absolutely North is just on the whole like Like
0: everybody always has their season but North will always be around yeah her and Blue season. are like Industry standard You remember when Siri Cruz had her season
1: Oh where is she
3: Bingo Well
0: I don't think She saved so
3: She so, probably still Wearing them little Kitten heels too Remember they used to Put her in them Little kitten heels And she was a little girl <laughs> And
0: somebody
2: had the I said to why, do why she got hook? On a
0: pump Like As long, she, as, she as,
1: long <laughs> as her mama Got her away from That Scientology world She'll be alright <laughs> she <laughs> right. she She's in Hiding right. she, I think she is You know I what? There's some it. Witness protection it program does, Man you know what We're gonna do an episode One day where I'm Gonna talk to you guys About my summer at Scientology. Oh, yes, no. I was definitely a part of their oh, little no. world. I won't say cult. I'll say world.
3: Wow, friend, <laughs> that's yeah, gonna be a man. good one. I'm have, like, so, I spiritual- so want to know. Yeah,
0: man, can yeah. we do that tonight?
1: We'll have a whole quest no, for spirituality, religion episode, and I'll get into the different.
3: <laughs> Would you like to do it?
1: The the different roller coasters I've been a part of.
3: Would you like it?
1: <laughs> would you like I it?
3: Definitely, I definitely think I would. That was horrible. <laughs> I used to be so good at a British accent. I was about to say,
0: was that supposed to be? Right. I used to be so good. He, he, said, he said, I definitely think I would. I <laughs> All like, right. Just
1: sounded like, really American. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean?
3: What do you mean? I love that song. I'm sorry. What are we talking about today?
1: So I was telling the guys that I was listening to The Read Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it's the episode that came out last week and one of their listener letters was a young white lady Mm. who lives, I'm assuming, in Washington Heights based on her letter. Right. Hey, neighbor. (laughs) And she was basically white. Yes. Okay. sorry. And (laughs) she was basically (laughs) struggling with why she feels so unwanted in Washington Heights by the native residents there. And she basically, you know, described just not understanding why people look at her crazy and treat her crazy. And she just wanted to live somewhere close to the train that takes her to work. So I think it'd be awesome (laughs) if we, being that we all live in neighborhoods that have been gentrified, can give a little bit of insight to the young lady and to those listening onto why gentrification is a good thing and why it's a bad thing and all in between. So that's what we will be discussing today. So I was wondering what Asante and Dustin mm-hmm. had to say about gentrification. I want to know your experiences. So Asante, you shoot.
0: Um specifically for me, I have lived in New York for 6 years. Harlem I have lived in for 5 well, yeah, five and a half years. Most of the time I've been here, I've lived in Harlem. Um, and I've seen the neighborhood just always be, like, black and Spanish. I think it was more Spanish when I... No, it was more black when I moved there, actually. But it's just always been that. And it's always been neighborhood stores and all sorts of things. And five years later, <laughs> five there is years a bar later. on every corner now. Like, there's literally, like every block I can name the new bars that are on there. There's a sushi spot up there. <laughs> they're repaving the, the streets up there. Like, and it's just so happens you see a lot more white people and like the wrenches be going up. And it's like, these are just like the obvious indicators that people are kind of like, they kind of don't want to talk about. Like, I just want to talk about the surface issues, like to get it started. Cause there are these little things that people see. And then they're just kind of like, mm, that's not gentrification. I don't see that, but it's like, if you have lived in a neighborhood and you've just kind of watched the whole like the entire landscape change and then you go back on Google and you see the whole thing look different. It's just kind of you know your neighborhood's not the same and then there's all these different names now up there like Washington Heights <laughs>
1: Noho and <laughs> Oh my
0: right. god Spa high, and- Spaha Spaha
1: Spaha <laughs> I
0: was like what the fuck is Spaha? <laughs> Spanish Harlem. <laughs>
1: Cut it out! I'm
0: not. You ain't see. You ain't you know. You ain't heard this. Spa. Spaha!
1: Where do we do this? <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why?" Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, okay. So yes, being that I've been in Harlem pretty much my entire life, it is nice to now have you know a place where I can get ramen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it it has diversified, I guess, the neighborhood, and there's more because you know, growing up, I I only had bodegas and the chinese takeout that literally in the liquor store and a couple supermarkets that was pretty much our options um and then now with the gentrification that's been taking place since forever and i think it's just kind of getting heavier and heavier the past five years like asante said now it's like the ramen spots the sushi spots, starbucks you always know with the spot with starbucks if there's a starbucks in your neighborhood yeah it's a wrap yeah yeah, and then um, now we're getting a Whole Foods on oh, When they cheap. put
0: that Whole Foods up, I I know the rent is up going to skyrocket. Well, the rent
1: already has. Yeah. I, I told Asante that when I got my lease for this oh, year, yeah. um, my rent went up by $500, which I didn't <laughs> even know was legal. Nope. I called my mom freaking out. Because, you know, I had settled into my spot. It took me a long time to be able to get it, you know, work up to afford it. And then now I'm basically getting pushed out. Right. You know, and that's so unfortunate. And I know it's because of the Whole Foods and all the other things Mm -hmm. that have popped up. So it's kind of like, yeah, we have, quote unquote, nicer places. But I can't even afford to live in my own neighborhood that I've grown up Mm -hmm. in my neighbors that have been there for 30, 40 plus years getting pushed out because they can no longer afford it, you know? And the I guess the part that frustrates me about it is that we, you know, it was all very calculated and sorry to get all, you know, theory, um, all conspiracy theory on right. you guys, but- mm-hmm. It was all very calculated moves to push us into certain neighborhoods. Yeah, absolutely. So we made these neighborhoods work out of survival. That's Mm -hmm. right. So now because certain races, (laughs) white people decided, oh, you know what? Actually, I want a different commute. I want something closer. I want this. It's like now all of a sudden what we've created out of survival, we're getting pushed out of that. So we weren't welcome downtown. We created our place uptown now we're not welcome uptown so mm-hmm. where are we being pushed out to
3: right where the hell do you go
1: that's the problem because Th- now i can't live downtown i can't afford it soon i won't be able to afford uptown so where am i going and why is it that that's that's the problem
3: out of town and these that's things- where they want you to go <laughs> right these to the suburbs the, 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 the
0: things being added into the neighborhood aren't things that we're asking for like i i looked at my neighbors i don't think anybody said damn there ain't no good bars around here <laughs> And decided, you know what, let's throw five bars just block to block to block to block. Like I was looking at this shit like y'all really just don't want us here because those bars, when you look inside them, like they not even playing our music. I couldn't even get a job In a bar in my neighborhood
1: And when you go into The ramen and sushi spots No one in there Like Half the people in my building Probably couldn't even afford it
0: Right They're not sitting they down sushi When
3: yet. you ask them what ramen is They think it's the shit In the package Okay like oh. They're hair. like Why would
0: I sit down why For would you I to, t- go into to a crunch up The
1: package Like this shit is 33
3: cents At the, the store What the hell I'm gonna go pay them for $30 <laughs> okay.
1: for a bowl of ramen You yeah. know And it's so I don't know What do you think Dustin It's been really frustrating Especially being from Harlem
3: I live in an area that is not like I'm the only black person in my building, right? Wow. Yeah. And so you for me it's a little different. Well, like I be know my
1: building in about a year. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've seen like every um I've seen it both ways, right? You have to remember I'm from Michigan. Mm -hmm. So I went through a place, I come from rather a place that experienced like an industrial devastation and people had to bounce back. A lot of people lost their homes due to like predatory lending and all kind of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've seen, you know, areas come back, experience a resurgence where Everybody is moving into the to the parts of town that were not, you know, the most desirable. But it's people who still have a connection to the soul of that area. It's people who still have a connection to the culture and the Mm -hmm. spirit. Right. So that's a little different than, you know, and and the property values are so low right now because all these homes are previously in foreclosure, beautiful condos, downtown Detroit, things like that. So there's a lot of people flooding like the downtown area. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it. I've seen that work. That's not really gentrification, but I've seen a shift, you know, in the neighborhood and in the in the in the, the inhabitants of the neighborhood. Right. But then I've also seen straight up fucking gentrification where they come through and let everybody in the building know that the rent is going up mm-hmm. and it is what it is. And you have to figure out what you're going to do. But your ass has to be out in six months. You know what I mean? I've seen I've literally seen that happen. A friend of mine and I were walking in Brooklyn um a couple days ago and he was like look at this and i looked at the building next to him and they had like taken all the windows out and they were completely starting to renovate it and you could tell it was going to be beautiful because the building to the left of that was brand new granite everywhere Mm. and chandeliers and marble tile and shit like it was like nice Mm. in the middle of brooklyn and i mean brooklyn brooklyn and so he's like they're doing that there he was like i know they're going to try to kick us out of our building right So it's just kind of disheartening to see, and I guess what's more Amazing for me is that people who obviously have the mental capacity to understand, really understand all the dynamics of the situation and why gentrification is hurtful for some people. The, the very people that are moving in, they can understand that concept and that logic, but they refuse to. And they act as if they're completely aloof and don't understand. And, oh, I just wanted another, you know, a closer commute. Right. Well, there's more to the story than that now there are some good things about all new businesses in the area and there's shit that we use, you know what I mean? And we're happy to see coming to an area. So some of it works out for the best. What I personally have a problem with is the people being pushed out of their residences because they just can't afford the rent anymore. That's bullshit. And and that, that's what, that's what for me is hard to watch.
1: And that's the part that I, I mean, I understand there's not necessarily like a platform where gentrification can be discussed. Maybe that's the problem. That there's no one having some sort of communication about it. Mm -hmm. Because I'd see the white people that have moved into my buildings, even my old building and the projects I see, which is so weird, white people moving into the projects Mm -hmm. too. You know, but it I guess it's frustrating because it's like like the girl said, and for those of you who listen to the read, you guys already know the listener letter if you haven't listened to the read i actually suggest you tune into their latest episodes so you can Absolutely. hear it and know where we're coming from
3: it was called anal training day
1: <laughs> that really was the name of the <laughs> <course>. so um <laughs> of course so the the part that kind of struck me and inspired me to want to kind of speak about it more and create a conversation surrounding it was that the young girl was just so confused on why people were angry And in a way, I feel for her in a little tiny way Mm -hmm. because I get it. She just wants to live somewhere affordable. That is where the commute is easy for her. Okay, who isn't looking for that? I get it. But when your presence is contributing to neighborhoods being completely turned upside down and families being thrown out literally thrown out of buildings to make way for you you have to acknowledge that that is happening and that that is why the neighbor who probably lived next door to someone that was there for 30 years and watched them get kicked out might not feel too happy that you're there
3: we're talking about understanding, we're talking about being empathetic, we're talking empathetic about having fellow feeling
1: and understanding cuz even the fact I think yes, it's it's cool that you wrote the letter in because that means that you want to have the dialogue. But the part that I'm not understanding is how you are sincerely unaware of the impact that your race is having <laughs> in our neighborhoods. You know what I mean and it's equivalent to the people with all the brutality cases who are online mm-hmm. like well I don't get it maybe, like the young girl did you guys see that the cop like totally just flipped her off her desk yeah, this mm-hmm. week all you saw were people being like well you know maybe if she would it's like what do you mean maybe that, if she the there's first nothing thing, she could the have done. First thing out of people's
0: mouths.
3: <laughs> I don't need to know anymore to the story. I don't need to know I saw anything. something that was completely inexcusable and you know there's it, never a reason let's address
1: and a grown man to flip a little girl nope. off of her desk Not there's no all. reason Not unless
3: she's his daughter and she didn't do them damn dishes like he told her to the <laughs> night before no i'm just kidding but like i for me i just that whole argument of what well, we don't know enough or we haven't seen or anything else if you can't look at that at that image that of that, that fully problem. grown man literally tossing that girl like um a a old piece of gum you know what i'm saying if you don't if you can't look at that and see he
1: felt that that was okay if you can't just simply ties into me because i feel it ties into the girl writing in this letter and just being like i don't know why it's happening you know and it's just like come on girl like you can't
2: it's right you can't be that person
1: (laughs) you see it you see what your presence is doing like i said we created these cultures in these neighborhoods and these little webs because we were thrown uptown into these ghettos, into these buildings. You know what I mean? And so now that's the part that bothers me. Like I'm someone that has survived Harlem and seen it go through all its changes. And it hurts me that I, within a year or two, will not be able to afford to live there. That's just the reality. I'm not going to. Right now I'm at the like borderline of, me knowing that at my next lease that's it. Yep. And then where do I go? I can't afford Because to live I can't in- afford downtown. <laughs> I can't afford Brooklyn. The Bronx just isn't an option.
2: <laughs> oh no. And because the commute next, is
1: ridiculous from the Bronx you know to anywhere I need to go to and I can't afford Harlem. So where am I going? What, literally where am I going? There's no me, suburb. I don't have a car. So what's next?
0: For me it's scary because I know for a fact that I can't afford to live in my neighborhood no more. Like We're, once, like, right there. Once the next my lease rent situation, is it. Yeah. Like once I think I'm, all of us are at that I'm, I'm going to have to either take my ass to the Bronx, Narnia or something, <laughs> until they decide to come for that or to...
1: And that's the problem. Then when whites decide that the Bronx is the new boho, right. whatever it gets called, then it's... Yep,
0: they're going to be like, Ooh, then, it's right between, like, Yonkers and White Plains or White Plains in the city, so they right. you know they're going to come for that. They're the going to call
3: it it's Yo close- Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Yo Pains <laughs> pain. And okay. that you
1: know that's the problem I have I, I'm tired I think of people just acting like Things aren't happening for a reason
3: You know exactly why the hell you I'm mad You know bad.
1: exactly why people are looking at you crazy In these buildings And Ooh. the reality is It is a tough situation Because we like I said I understand You're just trying to find an affordable crib Like we all are in New York you know. But I just wish that people would be more mindful There you go Of the neighborhoods they're moving into. There you go. And how that affects the people that are already living there and have built entire lives and generations and histories and cultures and memories and networks. How does your presence affect that? And that's something that I think people need to discuss
3: it's just it just it it speaks to a bigger issue which is why I actually was excited about discussing this on the show because it goes straight back to people just being considerate of others that simple right like you you know you have the aptitude to know that people are responding to you this way because of you being the personification of gentrification in Mm -hmm. their area right and you get that You wrote in the letter and you said that you recognized that that was why people were mistreating you. But you just, you know, it was more important to you to be close, literally her words, to be close to the one train. So for that's where I take issue. Like if you're able to recognize why they're doing that, then you are able to, you know, ascertain that before you moved into the area and pick somewhere else to live. (laughs) okay? because, you know, that people are you know, that you moving there is only making the problem worse. OK, and it's not you personally, it's you occupying a space that has now been priced at a certain price point that is throwing people out you. Yes. Right. And to and to, to displace them you know what i'm saying like that's what's going on so the fact that you said well i get it but this is close to the one train so fuck all y'all i'm moving in but i still don't want you looking at me rolling your eyes no you're gonna get an eye or two rolled and that's a good day you know (laughs) and so and 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 seriously and so that's what i take issue with things change like the older you get the more you know that everything changes right and that's the one thing you cannot avoid is change Mm -hmm. so I know that areas and neighborhoods are going to be gentrified. I know that cycles are going to take place and people are going to move from this pocket to this pocket over time. Everything's going to change. I'm fine with that. My problem is the people that knowingly and willfully, you know, participate in situations that contribute to these horrible situ these horrible, you know, occurrences. But they want to say, I get it, but. I don't know why are you mad things. And I'ma do it anyway <laughs> You know what I mean mm. That's where I take issue so.
1: Right And that's the part That got me kinda hot
3: <laughs> I just don't mm. Like for me Just come on man Like if you know Why are you doing it
1: and you live in the Heights How is it How is it Because I think Our side um, of
0: <laughs> My neighborhood is actually Called Hamilton Heights um, Thank you very much Excuse me Right Like uh, another one of those Fucking <laughs> just names When I was there it was, it was West Harlem And then somebody one day Was like Somebody argued with me And said We live in Hamilton Heights This is not West Harlem I was like This is Harlem This is the West Side <laughs> This is West Harlem Like I literally argue with a, Hamilton
1: Heights What this, does this that is so even bad. mean it, And it was a
0: white person I was arguing with
1: You were that person. I literally
0: was like, why am I talking to you about this? (laughs) Like, just because you live there don't mean you know nothing. Like, I actually strive to be a staple in my community.
1: A staple. For real. I always
0: talk about, like, hood rejuvenation and shit like that. And so I made it a point to get to know, like, the people in my area. Like, the niggas that be arguing on the block every night. Like, one or two summers ago, I was like, I just kind of want to be their friend. And so I just, like, started saying hello. So now whenever I see them around... It's like, what's up? They just it's always. A network. Yeah, it's some people in the building. Like, they're my neighborhood. I think when I first moved to New York, I thought that these were just places to live, you know? Not that this is my home. This is where I'm going to have to, like, go to every night and, like, really be myself and, like, build my stuff up. Because when I think of home, I think of my mama house. So but then I moved out into my own house. I had my own, like, home and place to be. It still wasn't, like, a home. Like, that's how New York doesn't feel for me sometimes. So, that's why I know once I move out of this particular place, I want to be in my neighborhood because I have connections there. Right. But it's gonna be hard to do that with all these other people.
1: What do you think the resolve is for gentrification? Because the reality is, I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. I don't
3: think you can I don't think it can be stopped or once, resolved. No. You gotta keep you don't doing think them lotteries.
0: Keep doing them housing lotteries.
1: And then you know, I think what's the hardest part? I um. I had this conversation with a friend of mine, and it, it, this topic always gets me so heated. <laughs> like, I'm generally calm, but there are certain things <laughs> when people talk about the hood that just make my teeth hurt. You yes, know, like, right. I get so hot. And it was a friend of mine who, unfortunately, is, is uh, going to jail for a mm-hmm. really long time. Mm. So, another friend of mine was like, well, I don't understand... You know, why he didn't just choose a different life. And she was just so quick. Now, oh I'm, I'm sorry, I but those. I can't. Listen. Why
3: Why? Why does that even need to be said?
1: The dude he's is going fucking away. Going, he's
3: going to jail.
1: It's already been done.
3: I'm sure he's not happy about that. So we don't need to sit up and discuss, well, why didn't he do any? Why didn't was, you just shut was, up?
1: Right. She was so quick to say. You know, uh, his choices, and this is the consequences that he should have known. When you do this, you're going to get this, and you only have this. And I'm like, listen. listen, What's going to happen when
3: she keep talking?
1: (laughs) And what I said to her was, listen, yes, I've heard all of that. And, yes, I understand why you would think that. But everyone who was born in the hood knows that there are very few options. And if you're one of those hood kids that happen to get out, like me, you're a lucky ass. It's not something... That is super common, you know, and unfortunately, it's a luxury to even be able to, you know, navigate through the public school system because it is a pipeline to prison.
2: Absolutely. That's
1: why we're seeing videos like these little girls getting, you know, flipped up over their chairs. So it gets me so angry when people are so <coughs> quick to be, even with the gentrification conversation, people are like, well, you just got to figure out how to, you know, get a better job, make more money so you can afford to stay there. Or you can mm. afford to live where and it's just like, yeah, that would be nice if the world was set up that way. And, and furthermore,
3: that's not the conversation we're having. We're talking about gentrification, right? And we're talking about the negative impact that it has on people who are who are native residents of an area,
2: right? We're not
3: talking about life choices. We're not talking about career choices. We're not talking about what could be done to be better, right? We're fucking talking about the way that it feels, and especially I hate when that. it's
1: all it's all systemic, yeah. Like that like people act like we like the majority of people in the hood are just chilling like oh well it's just the cards i was dealt
3: let me tell you something this whole like right now with twitter and social media and all that shit that has th- with the invention of the comment section which i blame for everything right <laughs> the comment. Oh because, because 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 who asked you you know period who yeah, asked everyone. question who asked you like so the question. fact that we've given them a forum to tell us how they feel about shit when we really didn't ask for it this is where the problem comes and so i don't even remember why i was about to say that
1: <laughs> you just had to say about no the because we
3: were talking about people have people given saying opinions, things yeah giving their opinions like there you go and i don't even care if y'all leave that in there <laughs> or because you can put a sound effect behind it okay <laughs> but like people giving their opinions if that young so especially man on is
1: things that they don't know fran
3: he's going to jail for a very he's going to jail period okay and he's going to jail for a very long time do you think that he is in remotely interested in hearing a commentary on making bet on what you should have done differently to avoid what's apparently about to be horrible like why do you need to share that and no and and
1: no compassion or empathy and even in the case in like in the courtroom the fact that (laughs) The jurors, the judge, everyone. It's just like, no one takes into account someone's life. No. Everything is just, boom, this is what it is. Yeah. Like, why didn't, like, why wasn't his background dissected? You know, like, so I say all this to say, like, this has all been very calculated. Yeah. You know, all of the, the, the types of schools in our neighborhoods the types of options we have where to eat like all this has been so calculated and like i said we created these networks to be able to survive in them as best as we could so when people push us out and then try to flip it on us like well you should have done better <laughs> it's Let me like tell you it's, it is the most it gets me so frustrated and that's why i even Though I'm making a little more money Than I was you know back in the day I still stay in Harlem which may be not the smartest thing But I just have this thing where I'm like I want to help
2: right? Yeah. Cause it just feels Absolutely. so wrong
1: I hate that we're getting pushed out Like like the, all these little old ladies like what can they do
2: mm-hmm.
1: Where are they going You know I have neighbors that are that Like I don't even know where they went When they got pushed out I, I see my white neighbors now but I don't know where the old ladies That live there went
0: i've seen all sorts of shit happen in my neighborhood too and it's like i wonder how that's gonna how things are gonna be different with all of the white people in the neighborhood like yeah. I've, people have been last this past summer actually at least three or four people in my block have died or died been, been murdered or just some shit happened like you know old people have died like stuff like that right but it's like when all these white people move in are they gonna start like you know patrolling more ambulances gonna show up quicker like stuff like that yeah, that
1: always comes with it because it's
0: like it's gonna happen when it when shit is too late like it don't happen now them niggas be arguing till three four o'clock in the morning which is not a big deal loud as hell (laughs) right but um there was a lady that she died in her apartment maybe two or three months back and the ambulance like took forever they said and like you know you always hear about shit like that but yeah but when you I'm like 2 a.m. in the deli Walking out Seeing all the lights and stuff And I just overhear this lady She was like The ambulance took like an hour Like they They wasn't even trying to come over here Like <laughs> and It's like it's always some shit happening So why is the ambulance not trying to come over here But then it was just like Well I'm sure when gentrification is good and set in This is not going to happen But then again Them people ain't going to be up in there dying anyway So Because they can't afford to live there
1: Mm, so frustrating. I don't know. Hope, I'm I'm trying to think because with me everything's about resolve. So yes. I'm trying to figure out like how do we Pre- do something. We gotta educate Roll your each eyes other.
3: at the people that you see that have moved into your. <laughs> na- no, I'm just kidding. Tripping. Not a solution. Just as a reference here, right? I did a study um, of this neighborhood in the Bronx, in the South Bronx, where we surveyed Soberl? like. The f- Okay.
1: <laughs> so, bro, you know what though? It really is called So, bro. Of course, it I is. saw it on Craigslist. Of course it but it. South anyway, Bronx, sorry, So, Boston. bro, So, bro.
3: That's really fucked up when you think about it. Like, So, so bro. bro. Anyway, um, the forgotten so people. Bro. But anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So I did this study, right? And we surveyed the families of like all these middle school age children in this area of the South Bronx. Do you know that nine was it ninety three percent? Ninety three percent of the people that we surveyed had never gone beyond an eight block radius of their home address. That is that is for that is for work. Most of them did not work. They sent their children in neighborhood schools and most of these families were multigenerational. So they were like grandmothers, you know, mothers, grandchildren, all in the same house, uncles, you know. So this was these they had never these children are like 13 and 12 years old and they had never been to Manhattan. Never. OK, so that is and that I, I bring that up That's because you
1: see, yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Listen, wow. because
3: and so those are the people, even though that is in in insanely um, cr- just it's, it's something that is shameful to me. Like people need to really experience the world and see it and get to know their, their their neighborhoods and outside of their neighborhoods, especially in a city like New York. Right. But it's the reality. So my thing is, those are the people that you are then throwing out into a world that is completely foreign to them and they have mm-hmm. to completely reassimilate themselves and reacclimate themselves you know what i mean to to a new society that is crazy just so you can be closer to the one train those are the people that you're throwing out mm-hmm. so i for me it just when you when you when you have an opportunity to do things differently you should yeah. The girl that wrote that letter knows full and damn well Why those people are being rude to her And she also knows that And understands why they're being rude to her
1: mm-hmm.
3: But she doesn't care about that
1: That's the difference
3: And that's the problem for me mm-hmm. and Gentrify when they- away Move closer to the train Like you said friend That's something that hell everybody wants Yeah. But when you know the impact of what you're doing And you do it anyway Just so that you can be in a more convenient space That's fucked up
1: Right right and another point too that i think those of us who have made it out in the sense of you know no longer living in the projects or in a financial financially comfortable space we're always so quick to run too and not like look back i think Mm -hmm. that's another problem too because I know a lot of my peers are so quick as soon as they got money. It was like, hell no, I'm out. Like, I'm not living in Harlem. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to live there. I respect if you don't want to live there. I get it. My mom was like, why are you living there? That was my choice, you know. But I do know that any money I make back, I'm constantly thinking about my neighborhood. Yeah. And those people that could benefit from the moves that I've made. You know, and if we could all think like that. and Imagine if white people could be more compassionate <laughs> and empathetic to what's happening because they've arrived and if those of us from the hood who have quote-unquote made it out could give back imagine those two things how much of an impact they would have you can
3: move mountains
1: you know and and i feel like when we're thinking of resolve those are the two conversations that need to be had but how do we even do that but hopefully this conversation sparks something in someone listening you know yeah I mean, okay. I know white people are like, "Well, I ain't moving." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm right by the train. <laughs> shit, no, no, I do feel train.
0: bad for y'all, but you know, we the reason GrubHub right, delivered up suck. here. So, <laughs> I mean, shit, they are the reason to GrubHub. That deliver. is the reason GrubHub. Speaking was,
1: of GrubHub, and food delivery, delivery. Oh, they would code? never come to my block.
3: Speaking of GrubHub and food delivery. This week's gospel song comes from none other than Kelly Price.
1: Grubhub. Oh, uh, it well comes from did, Kelly Price. Well why did Grubhub booked, inspire booked, that? Booked.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Grubhub. Kelly Price. Don't okay, don't. okay. Don't. Okay. Um, do So this week's oh, song. Before you get started, we mm-hmm. love Kelly
0: Price. I love Kelly Price. Yeah. Just you know she want to come on the <laughs> I love Kelly music Even though you music. was crazy as hell on that yeah. show though, I'm not.
3: I love that. Kelly Price's music. <laughs> Moving on, um, I so this week's song, this week's gospel song, is something that we want to inspire us in many different ways, right? When you feel like you have obstacles in <laughs> front of you, you know, or Can't take this. or you I'm know, I'm if shaking, you were the guy, tonight. if you were the guy that just cheats on you, you know, and just cheats on you like a rag doll. If you were the girl <laughs> like who, a rag doll. if you were the girl who, you know, just is mercilessly like just mean and just. <laughs> Overbearing, you know, or if you know what else, if Sally Mae's on your back, you know, whatever. This week's gospel song is called "For Every Mountain." Now, there's a specific performance of this song <laughs> that you need to see, right? <laughs> there's a specific. It also, well, never mind. But there's a specific performance of this song from BT Celebration of Gospel. Kelly Price, you know, she wasn't as big as she is now. but She had still, like, lost weight, but she had started getting she's bigger getting again. Bigger? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's yeah. really up and down her weight. Oh, yeah. Like, up and she down. She
1: got surgery, though, right?
3: I hope she kept the receipt, because it didn't oh, pay. Oh, but, oh. anyway.
1: Dustin. So. Oh. Uh,
3: <laughs> so, that's what this is. This is keep your receipt. Anyway. um. <laughs> so. So, but yes, so there's this great performance of this song from BT Celebration of Gospel. And one thing we can say, Kelly Price may be full size. Kelly Price may be four door, whatever. But Kelly Price, <laughs> Kelly, but Kelly Price you see
1: this? can you
3: this? sing. And she Smear, makes
1: Mia can you turn Dustin's mic? She, <laughs> okay. she, she
3: he's coming up. <laughs> Kelly Price makes great music and this performance was just an example of her at her best. She was singing her heart out to for every mountain and it's on, it's from BT Celebration of Gospel. She's wearing all black and she's got a short spiky haircut. And it's great So look up For Every month. I love how, how
1: How the listeners Will tweet us The videos yeah. Like as per your request That's right <laughs> like, No,
3: That's right So this week is For Every Mountain By Kelly Price thing, And make sure you tweet at Hey Asante no. H-E-Y-A-S-S-A-N-T-E oh,
0: oh, no. <laughs> Then why you did that You know people Were still tweeting The wrong all, words
3: All, like all show like all inquiries Anything that you Any questions you have For us Anything tweet it Straight to Hey Asante He's our email manager For the show <laughs> And he can take All of that communication you At that? Hey Asante
0: On Twitter But don't tweet me Email me If now you want that to get that's, to me Now quick.
1: that that's been clear Now
3: that we got That shit out the way That shit out
1: the way Speaking of being clear Oh, I thought she was mm-hmm. going to say, speaking of shit. Speaking of shit, um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, so, we got a lot of letters. I'm not putting no shit on my face now.
3: <laughs> the Aztec clay making. I have to shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now, when I gave you guys the Aztec healing clay tip, a lot of you were so into it. It was so exciting people were tweeting us the pictures and pictures of them with the clay on and the, you know, after results, which was awesome. I'm glad that you guys are liking it. But then what it did spark was a conversation about acne. Um, and I bumped into a lot of you on the street. You bumped.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> a conversation about acne. I bumped, bumped into <laughs> you on
2: the street.
3: <laughs> Sorry, oh, go ahead, God, friend.
1: <laughs> so I walked past a lot of <laughs> you on the street. Why? Because of hey. acne. Go ahead. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> killing me today Ooh. so I don't know what other word JP on the roll <laughs> I hugged you guys <laughs> um <laughs> and you were telling me the that overhang. you were like you know it's crazy that you don't wear any makeup because mm-hmm. I never wear makeup, and I'm totally comfortable with the state of my skin and being able to talk to people without having to have a beat face you mm-hmm. know so so you're not I wanted bumping to into give them. here you go. <laughs> So I wanted to give you guys tips that I felt were valuable for clear skin. Now, the Aztec healing clay, since it's something that most of you have already purchased, I definitely suggest that. That's like my number one tip. Mm, Using that. Yeah, I usually use it, like I say, once every three weeks. If you're someone that suffers from severe acne or if it's like cystic, I would use apple cider vinegar mixed in with the clay as a, um, instead of water. Water is fine mm. for those of us... With, you know, maybe combination skin or regular skin problems, but if you have like a real, real acne problem, throwing that ACV, that acidity is so good for you. It'll restore the pH of your skin Mm -hmm. and it kind of whatever sections, maybe your T-zone that are overproducing and maybe those dry sections that are underproducing, the ACV basically balances it out so that the oils are all natural and coming in properly as they need to and you'll notice like a complete difference um with the state of your face the second thing that i think most people forget their pillowcases
3: oh my god one side of your face is dirty as hell and the other side is crystal clean 2 face looking at that's nice, why you need to wash your goddamn pillowcase
1: people you leave their pillowcases and their whole bedsheets for weeks and they, oh. it's just something that, cro- that doesn't cross most people's minds and i get it we're all tired you're stressed so much going on sometimes something that little you're just not really thinking about it but i suggest i would say changing my bedsheets and or at least your pillowcases whatever you have to do at least once a week mm-hmm. you'll notice such a drastic change in the state of your skin like it'll just help clear up because you're sleeping on all of those days and days and days of oil a lot of people don't shower before they go to bed so you're sleeping with See, the that's street that's where i draw the damn line yeah you're sleeping with the street on you the day on you your work on you people touching what, uh, you what kind of uh,
0: sheets do you use
1: well, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> the most ideal would be, if not your whole bed set, but at least could, the pillowcases would be silk or satin. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I say get silk. You do silk Or sheets? a satin weave, huh?
0: A satin weave. No, I don't mean like um, your hair. No, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> a satin that was weave. still funny, though. You know bitches put anything in their hair. Right. Um,
1: like, girl, where I get that?
0: You You have a whole satin set?
1: i do but it's so new jack city (laughs) right you know what i mean people come in and like girl really
3: (laughs) bed bed sheets looking like them pajamas tlc was dancing (laughs) in i'm trying to get y'all into a friend's
0: bedroom
1: it's such a like old school drug dealer i love it i love the opulence the gaudiness. right i love it yeah i love that word So, if you don't mind being Opulence. opulent. That's right. <laughs> Come on. Now, if you're cool with it, I say go ahead and get you a whole set of silk sheets. It feels nice. It's actually really good for your skin as a it whole. It's Good for your hair, too, because it's not absorbent.
0: That's so why I got that pink-ass
2: pillowcase. Right, right. All
1: the cotton sheets that we use, cotton absorbs. Yeah. So, whatever moisture you put into your face and your body to go to sleep, it sucks it right up. That's why you wake up with your hair dry, your skin ashy. Cotton
3: just sucking the yes. life out of you all. All you trying to do is get some down. Damn- rest (laughs) and you waking up looking like somebody put a dirt devil on (laughs) you
0: looking like you need some apple cider vinegar and aztec healing clay
3: under your arm Uh. put a teaspoon under your arm I uh, seen your no. grandmama do it with a baby, and I um, put a hand in the car and started leaning. hard. that's a little too short for y'all.
1: I was like, what is this song? Yeah. <laughs> too <what this> <laughs> So that's what I too suggest. Long, if tall. And if not the whole, bed, the whole bed set, at least get the pillowcases to be satin or silk. That would be pretty ideal. So that was how many? Three tips? Two tips? Yeah. Two tips. Two tips. Here we go. Okay, so now the cleanser that I use, I use the Acure brand. ACURE brand of argan oil mm. and it's sold at the beauty in the beauty aisle at Whole Foods. Argan oil is great because it doesn't clog your pores. It's um it's rated low on the comedogenic list, which is a list that lets you know which oils do clog your pores. So it's a good it's a good list to look up on the internet. Um, But it's it's low on the list so you can use it. And if you're someone with sensitive skin combination oily, whatever your skin type is, it's a great oil. All you need is a dime size amount. Literally one pump will clean your entire face. So the Mm. bottle is going to last you for a long time. Like I've had that bottle for pretty much the entire summer and it hasn't gone down you know so it's cost effective so that's great and it's all natural What more because you ask for it's easy to find whole foods is everywhere so i just put a dime size clean my face and then rinse it off and then i put a dime size amount again to moisturize it so my cleanser and moisturizer are the same oh. thing and it's just one oil one ingredient trust me your face is gonna glow up like Crazy! You probably never, you probably never seen your face look like that. A lot of people tell me that when they start using it, they're like, "I didn't even know my skin that this was my actual complexion." You know, because mm. a lot of people use so many chemicals that it actually lightens you up. They're using the wrong concealer. Yeah, it looks like you. Well, they're using, the using all concealer. that
3: white, um, that white. What's that shit they put on their on, under the makeup to like make, a make a it brighter or whatever? That well, highlighter, highlighter. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. using all that? All you need is a dime <laughs> size amount of yeah. argan oil. You use a dime size and end up a dime. Damn, <laughs> he said. Boom. You gonna yeah,
0: be part of the urban marketing campaign. <laughs> I'm
3: looking for a dime. That's <laughs> top of the line. Cute face and <laughs> waist with a big behind. I mean a dime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so bad bitch. So the Aztec healing clay with ACV, get you some New Jack City sheets. Yeah. <laughs> get you some argan oil. There's a scrub. There's a fourth tip. There. Oh, and the. Oh yeah, I so said the bed sheets. That yeah. Was one of them, the bed sheets. Yeah. So. Um, there's a scrub called Frank. It's from Australia.
3: Like the hot sauce?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a body and face scrub. Um, Google it, you guys. I've actually Frank, mentioned it on Twitter. You'll find it on my Twitter. Um, I think their Twitter is Frank Bod. Shut I'm pretty sure that's what it is. He's over here singing. Can't you see two many at <laughs> top. Told Don't you not to,
3: to use my Frank bucket. scrub.
0: <laughs> now I think you better leave this place. I'm about to
3: use my Frank
1: scrub and Don't wash my face. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are a mess. So if you use the scrub, it's made out of coffee and it has like orange zest, Ooh. almond oil. It's all natural. It's super amazing. Damn, I amazing. bet you they face. You I know what? That sounds scrub. like a
3: good gift to give someone that you're that dating. Because sound- yes. then when you lick their face, it'll taste good. <laughs> coconut oil orange Destin. and coffee yes listen mm-hmm. it smells
1: mm-hmm. so good when you open the bag and it's fresh and you can use it on your face and your body and your buttocks a lot of people your buttocks a lot of people <laughs> your feet too hey,
3: and now you know so you know Here how you go. feel about your yes.
1: so we so that's something that i know a lot of people that have acne scars and and pick at their face all the time and that's problematic because your hands are dirty and you shouldn't be picking at your face But the scrub is really amazing. And if you're someone that is suffering from old acne scars, using the scrub once a week will help you eliminate them. And I promise you, because I had some scars on my jawline from, you know, old pimples and things that i had been picking at. And now if you see me in person, you don't see them at all. At all. Right. My skin is really clear and healthy, and I can really attribute that to the combination of the argan oil, the pillowcases, the Aztec healing clay, the Frank Scrub. Damn. Yeah, so it's really Kisa a lifestyle. Kingdom. Yeah, those are those are four tips. So I'm trying to think, what's the fifth one? Of course, drinking water.
0: Oh, always got to drink that yeah, water. Yeah, and
1: eliminating a lot of these sodas and juices. If you're someone that is addicted to soda or juices or things with caffeine, I suggest buying, I think I mentioned it in another episode, it's a tea called Yerba Mate. It's spelled Y-E-R-B-A-M-A-T-E. It's a natural tea from the Amazon with a really nice amount of caffeine that will help wean you off of coffee, soda, things that you might be addicted to that are not contributing to your health. So look into those. Drink now Fran water. just hooked y'all up. She those did. are so my five tips for clear skin. A lot and of people have been emailing about that yeah, stuff Yeah, and I promise you those five tips, you guys. I promise you, I promise you, it doesn't matter how bad your acne is. It will help change your face within a month. I'm not someone that Wikipedia's my recipes. I don't just say things to have YouTube videos up. I only post when I have something that I find is of value and actually works. That's why people even listen to what I have to say cuz cuz the see shit it. works. Yeah, That's they right. see it. It's stuff that I've tested for months on myself, on other people. So hopefully you guys will be glowing and dewy and beautiful and tropical looking and hit me back with before and after pictures yeah. it's cuffing
3: season y'all. Right? you better Right, better get your <laughs> got <Igon> oil y'all <laughs> and, right.
0: and you ain't gonna want to go nowhere so she's giving you the tools that you can have right there in yeah your and house. now it's
1: about to be cold so you can hibernate and glow yep. up and then that's when the right. summer and spring and you know you'll be fine Man, right? you know
3: oil is multi-use so you're gonna get you gonna get your money's worth
1: <laughs>
2: that's, <laughs> that's, right. true. Okay. that's true that's
1: very right, too you can use it on your nails too since we talked about that and <laughs> they'll be here they'll be here Cuff, season <laughs> So hopefully those tips are helpful. Definitely give us feedback on that. And that is my wellness section for Yay. this week. It was great this week. Thank you went you. off this week. For real? Right? Yes. Yeah, I think the beauty tips we should probably stick to those. And tips. honestly, those things They're like helpful. will
0: change your lives, like for real. Like it I remember really, really because works. of you, I used to tweet like back on my old account. Um <laughs> doing my natural girl coursework, watching at Hey Friend, Hey. Yeah, and yeah.
1: Go on my YouTube channel, you guys. A yes. lot of these Products and tips are already on there with tutorials. For those of you that are visual learners, you can go on my blog, com. I have them written down for those of you who rather read. And my Instagram, of course, for those of you that just like a quick picture with a quick caption, that's That's good for you. So whatever your style of learning is, it's there. And I am going to be putting up a lot more DIY videos because my schedule has cleared up a bit. This month, so I'm gonna be able to focus on YouTube the next month or so. So,
0: what else are Let's you gonna to be going. making? What are you gonna be making this month?
1: Um, the video that I'm doing is gonna be aromatherapy mm. and how to how to use scents that smell good yes. but also have like emotional benefits. That's actually the video that's mm. going coming up this okay. week. So I'm gonna teach you how to do some oil mixtures that are good for like anxiety, for stress. Yeah. You know, and things that just smell good. Everybody wants a, a nice smelling That's house, right? That's right. That's right. In Hell a healthy yeah. way. That's right. In right? a healthy
0: way. Mm hmm. No I need shady
1: candles. That. No shady incense. <laughs> well, we'll Mind you, I'm the, the king of okay. Glade
3: candles. <laughs> <The> Glade
1: candles.
2: <laughs> I, I
0: have and some. The plug-ins. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I have all that shit. Like plugins. <laughs> okay.
3: G- I even I have. Oh my god. I have the oil. The um the the burner thing. It's oh, like the yeah. melt. The mm-hmm. melt. I oh, have one yeah. of. The- <laughs> I it's it. really good you saw it, I when there, it. Yeah. well i'm gonna do
1: i'm gonna definitely do a video teaching you how to make your own candles and teaching mm. people how to roll their own incense no no everything's no. gonna be natural and awesome they're over here yeah, laughing everything, and i don't know why everything's <laughs> gonna be natural
3: and awesome when you teach them how to roll their own <laughs> yeah Doesn't so be a funny
1: video yeah <laughs> So, yes. So, get into that soon. I'll definitely keep you guys updated every week as <laughs> I roll out the videos. I'll let you know what you will find. Just
0: keep rolling them on just out. Keep
1: rolling them on out. And just
3: don't that's bump hey, into friend, nobody. hey. Asante hey. is so childish. <laughs> Do you, he's so childish. But that's hey, friend, hey, at
1: YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm hey, friend, hey, across the board. So, R- keep us posted go. on those tips. Now it's time for the icebreakers. Ooh.
0: Ooh. And you know what? I was actually uh, periscoping when I first got here, and y'all gave me a lot of really good icebreakers. And y'all know that I don't retain anything. So again, if you want to <laughs> send us in some suggestions. I imagine
1: like they're really nice, but I don't remember them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, there are some I do remember, but just I just remember, remember being impressed. I, right? Yeah. I remember. Oh, those are yeah. some. Of my I wish I could hold on to one. Yeah. Um, you better hold on. Again, when you submit, please don't hesitate to email us at the friendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com don't forget to tweet us at friendzonepod uh talk to us tell us things and we have a facebook too oh and the facebook
1: yeah i don't think we ever mention it we Uh, always forget about facebook Facebook is the the friendzone podcast so just look it up we're there so if you're on facebook and you need that alert for the new episodes just go ahead and press like on that page
3: holla at us Come here Let me holla at you Holla 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 holler, Holla holler. Holla holler, 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 holler. Holla but What's wrong with
1: holla, you holla, Suicide, so what's Or something
3: Um
0: If you could live No I'm just kidding If you had to Pick any sort of Hot sauce For a chicken burrito What kind of hot sauce Would it be
3: Are you kidding No,
0: nah, I'm, I'm just real, Fucking around I, I, like I know you don't even Eat meat this season <laughs> Like it what? wouldn't be no icebreaker about that, <laughs> um, and I've
1: never liked hot sauce. That no,
3: ain't the icebreaker;
1: that's Damn. the shit starter.
3: <laughs> okay. I'm about to go off. Wait, what? Okay, wait.
0: Really I've fast. I've
1: never in my life understood hot sauce.
3: I don't understand why someone would. Why want do you
1: want everything? Okay, well, what about like a pepper like or and to be
3: uncomfortable? But anyway, go that ahead. Y'all is
1: some masochistic. Oh my eaters. god! I put
0: hot sauce on my salad. B. People like, that's put it on B. everything.
1: Oh, I, I cook. I cook
3: with it. Oh. But I don't use it. I don't just put it on my shit, which oh, I know right. that I'm in the minority.
0: And it's such I an, know I'm it's in the such am A lot of people look at me crazy when they're like, damn, you still use. Like the, the hot sauce is late. Apparently, like, you still use the hot sauce things taste good now. I'm still eating. I'm man, like, well, not? what were you eating before To where you just needed the hot sauce just for? the
1: food that's been seasoned for you. <laughs> Why not eat that? I never right. understood it.
0: Okay. Let's say you're a rapper. If you could collab with any other, you remember back when like the remix was like real and it was mm-hmm. hot. If you could collab on a remix project, oh, this could be two different ones. A, what remix project would you wish you would have been on that was out that's already been out? Like, I wish I could have been on Touch It because it was so long. Or um, just name three rappers you would want to be on your rap collaboration.
3: This is easy for me.
1: Three rappers. Or and I'm a rapper. Fine,
0: we can just do other music and stuff. Any remixes and stuff.
1: Hmm.
3: I wish I would have been on the One More Chance remix. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Any I wish I would have been remix. on the One More Chance remix. I do. Um, I that's just iconic. I can remember my brother waking me up at two o'clock in the morning because they played video soul again mm-hmm. <laughs> and vom- the one more chance remix video was on, and I just remember it being iconic. Like, ooh, I would love to be that on was that. So good. Um, if I was going to have rappers on if I had a song that was a hit and I was going to have rappers hop on my remix, I would have, Ooh. um. Nine times out of ten, if it was my song, it would be like a turn up, you know what I'm saying? Like party kind of song, very raunchy and hood, you know, and just fun. A fun club dance record, right? So I think I would have...
1: ASAP, Shirley.
3: Yep, I would have her singing the (laughs) hood. I would definitely have a verse from Trina. I would mm. definitely have. Who else does remixes? I would have Mary J. Blige sing the hook. Nobody sings a rap hook like Mary J. Blige on a rap remix. Mm. I would have Mary singing the hook, and so I need one more artist, and I would have a male voice. Jay Z. Jay Z used to be the king of remixes. I would have um. Jay Z on it. Yeah, that's what I would do. Jay Z, Trina, and Mary. Ooh, hit mm. <laughs> number like, oh. one.
1: Jay Z, Mary, and Trina. That's an interesting trio.
0: That sounds like it would be hot, though.
1: Right. Um. I think. A remix I would have wanted to be on was, you remember Brandy's I want to be there. Yes, the remix? oh my god! Absolutely. Wait, about it was it Yo Yo So Queen Big? Everybody, so everybody was. On. Everybody that was video was then. cool too. Yes, it was. That was probably one of my favorite remixes yeah. ever. Um, now the dream team that I would put together. Hmm. that's a tough one. Let's see. Oh my God, it's tough. That
0: is tough, ain't it? <laughs>
1: 'Cause it's so much good music. There's
0: so there's so many people like across all the different eras. Like, it's just like, fuck, hmm. who would it be?
3: And it's just think about the For different my, people that could make a cop on the and track And you know what? And make For my hot.
0: remix, I said I wanted to do Touch It because I remember when I was in school and it came out and then everybody was at their desk like burr, 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 chan, burr, chan, and everybody was doing it. <laughs> I remember being in class when like, I could kill these niggas on this beat, like just the kids in school. Oh, it was either I that one and Welcome to Atlanta when the remix came and everybody like they had the same lunatics on the remix you know diddy was always hot then like yeah. i was like this right here like atlanta has always been it like ludo y'all did this and shit but like it was just the shit i just always thought that the remix to welcome to atlanta was gonna be mm-hmm. like legendary and it was when it came out in the videos and shit because atlanta was always popping freak nick all that stuff freak nick. now it's black hollywood they are trying to refine its excellence or some bullshit i don't know what atlanta's doing
1: <laughs> yo you know who would actually be dope on a song And this is going to sound so cheesy, but it's true. I think Sade, because she's so Mm, emo. Yes. Wouldn't she be dope with, like, Drake or Kendrick?
0: Yeah, yes.
1: If she were down. I don't think she would do it.
3: (laughs) She did a song with Jay-Z, remember? Jay-Z was on her remix to... Well, no, um,
1: he just used her... Didn't he just like Use a piece of one of her songs And mm-hmm. put it on the hook Or was it an original hook She was hook?
3: She was He was on The remix to her song on What was that last album she had I
1: remember it was called Like the moon and the
3: Soldier Cold. or something Yeah Yeah Jay Z was on the official remix The uh, soldier I not was Uh-oh. official
1: Cause she always seemed so like She
3: was against it
1: But she picked him Oh like, wow yeah. But I could see her With like Drake Or Kendrick Kendrick That
0: would be cool Oh yeah Kendrick He would love or that Or even
1: the like J. Cole I know people love J. J. Cole Oh you know One okay. of the three Maybe all three
3: Or Kaya
0: <laughs> Wait don't That's Wait with why are you Shade. laughing Hold on Kaya Hold on don't forget about With Day. <laughs> Kaya and Janet Jackson
1: <laughs> And Yeah and that's why She was making fun of Janet Talking about let me not even. I'm not going to repeat Yeah, it. I saw it. <laughs> look at you. Look
0: at you. Look at you. I saw
1: it on look Twitter I was mad. I was like, don't
0: make fun of Janet. Oh, so you're going to die. I'm my, my song would be. Janet
1: is on vocal rest.
0: My song would be. Uh, so India Sean would definitely sing on it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Drake would be on the track with India. It would be like India singing. Oh, India. Drake would have to be on it. I really You know what I'm really fucking with Big Sean Heavy Like that last yeah, album yeah.
1: You really Yeah you you put me on That last
0: album Really like left Left me with a lot So I'd have to have him on it what about Oh
1: Travis Scott on something
0: Travis Scott and Drake You know what I want Travis Scott and Drake To do a project together But really? I don't know if, Yeah That's Do you remember um, Oh you know Travis Scott always does stuff With like T.I. On his mixtapes And all that if like Travis Scott, Ti, Drake, and like Party Next Door did a, and Big Sean did some shit together, I would fuck all with that the heavy. all yeah. the hype kids, all the But Travis they, but Scott and Haim. She, that would be dope. Yes, that would be dope. I I even think Azelia Banks, she's like coming around. Like a lot of people are fucking with her heavy. I want I would people like to, see her to, in, to
1: mess with Maleroux. Oh we, my can't god, can we put her in the forefront again? I miss her. She's so good. She
3: was. She was.
1: Asante's rolling his eyes. I'm, I'm, just away. I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Well, that was our icebreaker. Let's get into these listener letters.
3: Asking for a <laughs>
1: friend. <laughs> friend.
3: You got
1: a friend. Someone called me. us, um, what do they call us? You got mental a deodorant. Me. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my god, now people starting to come up with their own version of Justin's tagline.
3: And we antiperspirant and deodorant. Punk. Don't you forget it. Really? <laughs> the combo, yeah. There's a,
0: there's a difference. <laughs>
3: not no cheap ass Tussie either. And we yeah, this is this is good tuss- deodorant tuss- tuss-y, over tuss-y, here.
0: are you fucking kidding with me? <laughs>
1: That's the one you see in the window in the Harlem yeah. shops. Tussy deodorant.
0: <laughs> see, that ain't even right. For our first listener letter we have, this one is on the last episode we talked a little bit about friendships and not having time to speak. Um, this person debated whether or not they should send an email, but it's been on their mind. So they emailed in this. Dustin made a comment that once you are purpose driven and find a focus, all of your energy becomes so concentrated that you aren't able to speak to others without making optimal use of your time. I know that the comments were geared specifically towards friendships, but do you all think that this also applies to relationships?
3: Yes, I definitely do. I think that um, I think that that's something that we lose. A lot of times we feel like we have to be involved in every detail and every second of our partner's life, but we don't. When we met them and we were interested in them, they were a complete stranger. So it's good to have some things that are exclusive to us, you know, an individual in the relationship. And so if you're with someone who has found a purpose and who's focused on, you know, making their way toward their purpose and being purpose driven, that's a great thing. And not only that, it gives you more. Um, Things to talk about in your relationship when shit gets boring and dull, you know, there's a whole new there's always something fresh and new being brought into the situation. So I definitely think that that applies and it will take away from the time that you just kick it and shoot the shit, you know, but maybe you can have more meaningful conversations now because they have something to talk about other than, you know, love and hip hop. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. What about you, Fran?
1: Um, I definitely think it's great. I've been in relationships with men who are really busy, mm-hmm. and I loved it because mm-hmm. it just pushed me. You know, because the more time you spend not with them, it makes you wonder, well, I should probably be working just as hard, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you're that partner that um is the one that's the super busy one i think it's nice if they're supportive you know i've had boyfriends that weren't as busy and they would actually kind of become a part of what i was working on you know they'd help me shoot my videos or help me edit or help me you know get my shots and if with photography mm. if i had campaigns you know like your partners can be a part of it and help you if anything you guys can help each other maybe you have some kind of skill set that is useful exactly yeah to what they're trying to build and vice versa um One thing I do notice, if you guys do grow apart, you know, a lot of people are needy and don't really like relationships that are either long (laughs) distance or, you know, with someone that's super busy. And if you're just that needy, like that says a lot about you and maybe the time you're not putting into. Right. You know, I've had a lot of men that I've dated that were really concerned and how long I would take to text them back. And I would tell them, well, if you're sitting waiting on me to text you, you must not be busy enough. That's just the reality of it. Or
3: you should have called.
1: Well, that too. (laughs) But I was (laughs) so I can so I cannot answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I can red button. (laughs) Okay.
1: No, but seriously, if you're that person that is constantly frustrated about text taking too long and not getting called and not being able to have you know quality time, like be busier, you know, match up or find someone who isn't as busy. Like that's really all I can say. But I love. I actually thrive off of. Really busy men and even long distance relationships. I, those two are like my favorite combination because I, lo- I just love someone that's doing shit. It's, it's something to, yeah,
3: exactly. And it's just
1: something. You, like you said, it adds to the conversation too. There's more to talk about. Exactly. Exciting, yeah. You know, you guys are like pushing each other.
0: Because, you know, you're learning, especially when you learn about another person being in a relationship, you know. Yeah,
1: I prefer it.
0: Yeah, you learn outside of the relationship. You got things to bring to the relationship that you've learned, and I think that's dope. Yeah, but, uh, and
1: relationships get stale when you guys spend too much time together. That's, that's true, That's really too. what I believe. Like, I'm not someone that you will find laid up on the couch watching Netflix with my boyfriend often. Like, it's just not... You know, we're both usually working, making things happen, making moves. And those days that we do have to kick it and be chill like that are appreciated even more. Mm-hmm. Right, there you because go. Because it doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, that's something that I don't know. That's how it works for me. I actually really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that actually for me, I, I'm so one track minded sometimes that I forget. That I can be in a relationship and like get go get my shit at the same time. Yeah, and, and I think it's hard You're for people to be consumed. Yeah, it's hard for people to move in and out of these relationships where they either have to multitask or you know entertain like some new thing or um, let alone realizing that they're changing and you know that they want different things now outside of relationship. And I think that's you get fucked up that way too because sometimes you realize you want different things in your life, then you want different things in a relationship too, and it's like. That might be a cause of some rips in there, but which I, is natural. Which is natural, and yeah. I think it's actually good. It's like a prog- it's a progression, you know. Like you said, once you realize the things that you aren't doing, like if you are sitting here waiting on a text, and you realize you do need to be doing some other shit yeah. with your life, it's always better in a relationship to you know have something else going on to either learn about more about yourself or the other person. And right. I think that everything that you apply in friendships, you also have to apply in. in Relationships on some level at some point.
2: Right. I
3: mean, don't send me no damn question marks just because I didn't respond to your text. I hate that. That drives me up a wall. Oh my God. Don't send me that. no question marks. I don't What the hell? I used to do that. I don't like those either. I do that. Don't like you, those you, either. you might as well just call that me and the, say, hey, oh, no. don't respond to shit else I'll send you, okay? Because <laughs> that's ever. exactly how I'm going to react to a yep. question mark. <laughs> I might, and then they don't just the send one, they send lie. like four. Yep.
1: Always. I used to send a whole row. Oh, Hell no! And then let me wait a couple more hours. You will get that again? Dude. When I
3: when I tell you that <laughs> you going wait days? When from I me. tell it will stay marked as unread, <laughs> stay like oh god damn! Don't have
1: no. red receipts on, <laughs> and with
3: the red receipt on, like
1: oh okay. Oh
3: no. So yes, this little FYI for me to do. <laughs> I'm gonna do a sidebar. I'm gonna do a uh oh never mind, I'm not gonna say it because if I say it then you guys are gonna ask me where it is. So never mind, but just look out, I'm coming back to YouTube soon, you guys.
2: Yay.
0: Yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah. We'll see what's popping with that. <laughs> Alright, so for this one, here goes. I'm at an interesting point in my life. I'm a few months away from my twenty eighth birthday. Despite this, I still feel like I don't know who I am. When I turned 27, I had a great few months where I felt like I was getting a clear sense of who I was, not giving too much energy to the opinions of others, protecting my time and my peace by doing things that I want to do. But for some reason, within the last month or so, I feel like I'm back to where I started. I really don't know who I am. In a group of friends, I too easily take on the energy of others and behave the way I think they want me to. Sometimes I can be outspoken and other times I can be quiet and docile. I know this is not good and I want to get to a place where I feel comfortable in my own skin but also have a clearer sense of self so I I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not, depending on who I'm around. What are activities or exercises I can do to work toward that? My mom once said she didn't know who she was until she was in her 40s.
2: Mm.
3: Well, the first activity I would suggest is waiting until you turn 40. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then asking your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they say, is this what you meant? E2 mama tambien. No. So, okay. Uh, I, You know what? I think that you have to kind of start with the basics sometimes, right? And so the, the, the friend that wrote in to us. Uh, said that they when they turned 27 they thought that they were getting a grip on who they really were right. and they immediately mentioned you know not caring about others opinions of me but that's not necessarily how you determine who you are mm-hmm. that's that's not what that means and so i think that if you really start there like on the ground level and really do the work to to recognize who you are, how you feel about things, what your opinions are on things that matter, what matters to you, what's important. Those are the things in character, right? Your response to certain situations and your ability to be empathetic, like we mentioned earlier. Those are the ways that you discover who you are. It's really through response to different situations and occurrences in life. That's how you learn the lessons and then your your character is developed on the way that you react, thinking first, things like that. So if you kind of start there, And really do that work. You'll find out who you are and it'll end up having a domino effect on every area of your life because you'll start making decisions based on what you found when you really spent time with yourself, identifying your feelings. A great way to start. Just start watching the news, watch a news program, watch a panel style talk show. And when they talk about things of importance, not who the fuck broke up in celebrity news this week but when they start talking about shit about things that are going on in the world and you start looking at all the different sides and perspectives and you form you know a viewpoint you form a perspective that's how you start discovering who you are another thing that you need to do is read every book that you possibly can because the more knowledge you have the more you start making informed decisions and that's really how you develop yourself and another thing, I hate to say this but it's just the reality, it comes from pain. When you experience pain and you learn mm, from that and absolutely. you learn how to rebound and you learn how to what you're how made to of. Yeah, you learn how to rebuild yourself, those are the defining moments where you really become clear on who you are in life mm-hmm. and, and, and where you fit in on the scale of everybody else out here. Man. You know? So those are the things that I'd like to share with you. That's it.
1: Yeah, and I, I would suggest uh just also just be you know i think Mm -hmm. everyone is trying to create something and become something and looking for something and a lot of the times you just have to relax think of things there was a tweet that i actually um posted this week um i retweeted it from a guru and it was like jot down the things that make you happy that's number one number two look at the things you do every day Number three, compare those two lists. And number four, adjust accordingly. God damn, (laughs) just that simple. Just that simple. Because like we said last week, what we need more of are happy people. So find out what makes you happy and make sure you're doing everything you can on a regular basis. Not every day because we're not robots. We're not going to be happy every day. That's the reality. But at least the majority of your time here, just make sure you're doing the things that allow you to feel happy and like you're thriving and you're helping and and you know what's funny a lot of the things that make people feel happy is usually when they're helping in some way we all want to feel useful so what can you do to contribute you know to your neighborhood the maybe there's a, a, a passion you have whether it's music or art or something what can you contribute to those genres like that's right Be you know find your contribution and yeah. I really feel that's the biggest thing find your contribution find your world. contribution that's where
3: it. your ass was at you know what <laughs> find your contribution <laughs> where your ass was at
0: and to, and to tie like both of these together the way that I I know that I'm younger than this person but like it's still a great question because I feel like you know you get to these ages so you feel like you pass in these stages right you're like alright I'm 27 I'm about to be 28 or I'm 28 and I've done this and I remember I was 25 and this happened so like now I'm like reading this I'm like alright cool but um, one thing that's helping me find, you know, what I want to say, I have been reading a lot more and journaling. <laughs> See? See? So. So you know what, um, for this person, that's a great. note you, to end And you on. know what, you don't even have to save the. Well, I, I suggest you save the journals just so you can go back and look and see oh, how you felt about you have something to before. Save the just so you see, like you know, you see how much things change. If you sit by yourself, you're gonna start to form those opinions, and then you're gonna be able to say, well, why do I feel this way? And then you'll be able to answer those questions, and you'll be able to just like navigate like a pro. And I let me totally tell you agree. something too.
3: Speaking to jar- speaking to journaling, right? Journaling isn't. Excellent tool in relationships where you may have a problem in your communication mm-hmm. when you argue and a lot with your partner. Journaling gives you a chance to
1: work everything out to
3: filter out. your emotions first before you talk to the person right? so that when they say things that you would normally react to you've already visited that emotion. Yep,
2: it's a and pause so it, button.
3: It's a pause button and mm-hmm. it gives you a chance to really get yourself together Yeah. and it really is a helpful tool in mm-hmm. turning that beat around when it comes to miscommunication in relationships I because totally I agree. ain't finna be doing all that damn arguing. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you now. I'll okay? be
1: home right for real. Don't ask right me shit. <laughs> don't ask me a damn
3: thing. No, and I was and I
0: was saying you don't have to say it because I know for me um, I have like a public, my new public journal and I have all these drafts, but before I even get to the draft, sometimes I'll sit down and write a whole page or two and then I'll just delete it. I'm like, I'm not. Well, sometimes you just need to anyway. get
1: out a specific energy Absolutely. that you don't want to revisit, and Absolutely. that's fine. It's usually the heavy negative ones. Yeah. But the reason that I suggest keeping your journals for two reasons, actually. Number one, it's a great puzzle to look at because yeah. you can see the different stages of your life mm-hmm. and why you went and became who you are now. That's number one. And number two, a lot of the times, a lot of things that I felt were so serious and heavy and awful. And, and like, you know, when I ended up looking back, they're nothing. Mm-hmm. And now I can it almost helps me moving forward. Like it's a very this too shall pass thing. I, absolutely. You know what I mean? right. and, absolutely. And having journals kind of allows you to remember that because you'll be able to look through in chronological order mm-hmm. all the things you've been through, how you got past them. And why you're still here today. <coughs> and you're going to be through, you know, go through more things and get past them. And journals are the best way to remind you that. That's so right. hopefully that helps you.
0: Yay. Yay. And
1: that's it for this week's show, you guys. Thank
0: you all so much for listening. Again, please email us at the at Are there any church announcements anybody wants to make?
3: Man, I ain't got shit to say, man. <laughs> well,
1: man I, yeah, I don't like have any. Man? Um, actually, no, I do have one. Yes. I have a collaboration that I'm doing with a company called Curl Mix. Mm. And it's a subscription box service mm. that is for the, D- the DIY person that likes to make stuff. So I'm collaborating with them. Um, my video will go up on Monday on my YouTube channel, nice. youtube.com slash Hey. Okay. And I will be giving out a really awesome hair and skin butter that you can make on your own. And if you, you might already have the ingredients, but if you don't, you can uh, purchase the box from curlmix.com. I'll have all that information in the video on Monday. And they'll send you the box with everything you need, all the raw ingredients and tools. You that can is just, so cool. Yeah, that is cool. and it's a collaboration that I think is so fun. And that way... You know, you'll have everything sent to you to your house. You don't have to go look for it. You don't it in go all the, the way different to stores. Whole Foods <laughs> Right. On 125th. Yeah. And you can just buy it and then make it. And you'll have, you know, your homemade jar of uh, Hey Friend, Hey Goodness <laughs> to just last so. you for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yes. So I'll have that video up on Monday. And you can check www.curlmix.com just to kind of get. Uh, uh, more information on how the box works and what to look forward to. So that's my only church announcement.
0: Dope. Well, that's coming this Monday. This Monday, yeah. Well, not th- well. In yeah, two, November second. So for me, the sixteenth, November sixteenth, I'll be performing with my homegirls at the for the Soul Glow Project podcast. Um, I'll give you more information about that on next week's episode. Awesome. that's so uh, cool improv yeah Yay. so if you're in Won't new york I'll be there. Well, no you don't have to come <laughs> oh you know <laughs> Actually, I'm coming. No, it's, it's gonna be good no f-
1: it's in it's in harlem you guys support harlem so hello. hello hello based on this see? whole conversation if Absolutely. you need a reason
3: just press rewind right. slide that bar right on back i have church announcements <laughs> you know what so. this
1: is our gentrification resolution come spend money in harlem that's come right. see asante do his thing in harlem
3: that's
0: right
1: <laughs> and let's keep doing that because you're funny
3: you're funny, and so <laughs> look,
0: look this. But you know what? Uh, to tie into the bigger picture, um, this isn't about me really. Like they wanted me to do something for them, and I've been on their show before. And so I said, you know, this is a good time to showcase some black talent. So I, right. I know some of my, um, you know, black people in comedy that I've been seeing. Oh, I got it. I just thought of somebody else I need to ask to do it. Um, anyway, I just said this is a great place for like some black people to to show out. So why not just do that? And Yay. not that it needs and to be we'll black be versus there. white, but it's like, you know, I just want to see more black faces and in, in different things. So, yeah, y- y'all know we funny. So we just going to be funny at the improv show. I'm not even like nervous about it. Yeah, I just can't wait for everybody to see it.
3: I can't wait to see it. I'm really we'll excited.
0: Well, you have a church announcement now, don't you?
3: I do. I do have a church announcement Give on November 14th. Um, I'll be speaking at the 2015 Block Annual Conference. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm speaking on the panel on entertainment and blacks in music, sports, and radio. It's at NYU. Um, I'm really excited about it. Block is a really cool organization that like connects black collegiates with black professionals it's just a really really dope organization and this is their second conference So nyu is kind of like a big deal of
2: yeah, nyu that's, that's big so i'm really
3: excited to shake the table on the panel because y'all know me and y'all know how i do and so <laughs> i'm going to make sense but i'm going to make everybody laugh and it's going to be really great i just Yay. have to find something conservatively sexy to wear friend you can help me with <laughs> right, that we'll
1: go shopping. you'll help me with that
3: yes Lord. so looking forward to that everybody
1: yeah well thank you all
0: for tuning in for another episode of the friend zone
1: I'm
3: thank Asante. you for tuning in
1: <laughs> all right we gotta get out of here
3: really wish i had some juice and gin
1: <laughs> we love you guys L- later See you, you next used week.
3: to be fat just seen you and now you is thin. Kelly Price, bring
1: your big <laughs> ass up here and join okay, me. Okay, so
3: see, that's it. Bye.
1: Bye. In a fast paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support